Okay, brother, I'm gonna have to pull a a, a feel <laughs> on folks, I guess. <laughs> you know, I knew something was just off about that brother. You know, I'm trying to understand how the per- how a person can be so concerned about connecting the African diaspora, but yet and still he display obvious disdain towards black women. I'm so sick of this, this little narrative that's running around here. And I know, and you know that the average black man is with an, a black woman. I know they hope to change that, but I had came across this one video of this German lady. And I guess this is brother. He just, he's randomly going around interviewing people in like, you know, public places, obviously. And he stops this German lady and he's talking to her about, you know, her, you know, does she consider herself to be feminine? Does she cook? Does she clean? You know, and all that type of stuff. And I'm just like, is it possible that due to the narrative that many have fallen prey to, that we're the black man and black woman are becoming less and less compatible because I was always under the impression that in a relationship, we know that there are fundamental like roles of a man and a woman. But if say my man likes to clean and he likes things to be clean a certain way, does that make me less feminine as a woman? If I prefer to cook and I do it better, you know what I'm saying? Does that make me the perfect woman? You know, I'm trying to understand what they categorize femininity to be and what the feminine role entails. Um, Because first of all, being in the feminine role, it's all about supporting something. And I wonder, do these brothers really question, ask themselves the question, do they have anything to support? Or do they actually believe that we're more like assistance to them, like some form of assistant where, you know, um, we make sure that they're aware of their meeting times and we make sure that their things are ironed out nice for them to put on. We make sure that their bath water is ran. Uh, we make sure that their food is ready for them when they walk in the door. Whenever they want to have sex, we're prepared at all, all given times. It's like there's this laundry list of what femininity is supposed to entail but I don't see them talking about what the masculine, the masculine side side is supposed to entail. I just hear a lot of whining and bitching and complaining, but I can see that in a society where masculinity has been taken from the man, really in general in this country, but specifically when it comes to the black man, And I can see how it can leave him so confused. You know, like when you made that comment about black men are no longer up for the challenge of being a black man any longer. And that would also be something that would also describe men who want to date every other type of woman, but a black woman. Because, I mean, if we're talking about concrete facts, when you look at the statistics of marriage and out of all the categories of people that stay together in a marriage who have long marriages, do you know that is the black woman and the white man? I wonder what that's about. How is it that the black man who I'm going to say is more likely to be with a white woman. What is it about his relationship and his marriage to her that can't stay together? But yet and still, he blame all his woes on his mama, his sister. 
like literally has this issue with black women in general. You know, and I'm just trying to understand how do you develop your emotional IQ if you won't deal with the challenges that we have faced as a people in a relationship. So my job is not to beat my man over the head when he comes home and he's had a bad day. And his job is not to do the same to me because he's had a bad day or and I'm not supposed to do that to him. But where we have the compromise and the compassion for one another should be, oh, baby, what happened today? Why are you tripping? You know, but when you have both parties who are constantly under attack, this covert attack where society tells you that it's not going on and it is, you go to work, she goes to work, he goes to work, she goes to work. You know, they're they're the first ones fired, the last ones hired. You know, the pay is iffy. So, you know, and not to mention all the different personalities that you're dealing with at work that even spans beyond the whole racial issue. And then you come home and you come together and you're trying to be a team and you're trying to say, let's say, purchase a home. And you can't get the same interest rate or you can't get the loan because of strictly your color, you know, um, and, and not to mention the various other areas where that system always comes into play in our lives. And it's, it's this intentional system that is designed to totally lock the black man from access to his woman. I mean, all together, I mean, to the point where they just want to take him out the game to remove him from the situation. And so now you have so many black women who are, there's, there's like this desperation for a man in a time where the woman in general has been misled because of, the mistreatment, this mistreatment, you know, no one wants to talk about how the woman really in general has got to this point. You know, the, the, the woman has taken so many hits because of the man. I mean, literally and physically and figuratively, you know, the ass whoopings because he's had a bad day, you know, It's not so easy for a woman to take out her bad day on her man physically. Now, you'll see it more often today. But back in the day, you definitely wasn't. That was a rare thing. I'm not saying it didn't occur. But how many ass whoopings can one take before it starts to have an impact on their psyche? And not to mention these children that are now adults that are having these issues with coming together with one another, these, these, you know, these people who even at my age, I watched a lot of abuse take place at the hands of men growing up. I mean, I myself was abused by countless men, you know, mainly in my family. So this, you know, you know, it kind of puts me, it, it's just like this, you know, this uh, trauma-based society that we live in where, you know, I can sit and I can talk about, you know, the white man is this and Caucasians are this and Caucasians are that. But then literally when you look into a lot of their stories, they come from very heinous type situations. And so it makes me wonder when a person has gone through certain type things like that, how do they have the ability to fear for feel for other people? Because really, Caucasians don't even really feel for each other. They just 
you they hide behind things that aren't really true. You know, they do collectively what's best, but individually, they don't even really care for each other like that. You know, the, the, the whole term frenemy, this, they have coined the, the phrase that that word itself comes from out of their community. You know, it's nothing for them to be amongst each other and despise each other and still progress. They, they understand that fundamental thing, even though they actually have disdain for one another. And so we're just caught in this thing, you know, as, as a community, you know, black folks, where because we coexist with these people, it has caused, you know, there, it, 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 it's like a contagious virus. And so this is why when, when they hear us display our dislike for their mistreatment of us, it really does sound like wonk, 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 wonk to them because they've been through so much with each other. But they don't want to take into consideration that mostly (laughs) when it's all said and done, the reason why we have the woes that we have is because misery loves company. And because they are the surrogate parents of this society, these Western ways of being, and their misery, they has bled into into the rest of us. And so we're just casualties of war. And so with that being said, they can they will never address our issue because they haven't addressed their issue. And now I'm not speaking of the 1%. You know, I'm not speaking of the 1%, you know, because of course it's the 1%, 1% that has really everything to do with how the general the you know, you know, white population behaves and their disgruntledness and all that. It's it's definitely a trickle down type of situation. And so this is this healing that needs to take place where everyone is in a battle and challenging each other about whose woes are worse. Whose woes are worse. And when it's all said and done, we all have some type of story to tell on some level. Now you're, you're, you're blessed And lucky if you came from a family where you didn't have to deal with all that. But because we coexist together, trust and believe you ran into that. You found yourself in a relationship with that. You found yourself in a friendship with that. And so therefore you were impacted nevertheless. And you were brought into someone else's misery, even though you didn't experience that misery. But somehow that virus got a hold to you. Some people can shake it off. But some people can't. Obviously, most people can't. Because when you fast forward to today. You know. Just this culture that has been led by. This one percent, I mean, it it literally makes you not want to have sex. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, not to be graphic, but make your pussy dry. And so, you know that this is what these people are dealing with because that shit has trickled, trickled down. They have have spilled over their venom upon everyone else to the point where people don't want to even do things that are typically seen as enjoyable anymore. 
you know, and they do the strangest things, you know, the strangest things, you know, like, for instance, when they have those parties and everyone's has on the earphones and they're listening to different music and people are dancing in different ways. And it's just an odd thing to even sit and watch. You know, it's just so weird. Just these people are just so offbeat and they've made everyone else offbeat and created this hybrid of people now who are only responding to their circumstances, you know, because wisdom Wisdom with coupled with, you know, experience coupled with overcoming is is like the makeup of wisdom, you know. And so people are having these experiences, but they're not overcoming the experiences. They are they're succumbing to the experiences. They're allowing this experience to dictate who they are. Versus the other way around. And I know that. Um, I know that I'm, I'm a special woman. Regardless of how black men see me. And I realize that this thing is very aware of my thought process and my movements. And, you know, of course, there's white men behind it. And of course, they would rather something like me, someone like me be attracted to them because for them, that's like a notch in their belt because they know that I know good stuff. And yeah, and obviously they know good stuff too. You know, but the constant images before me of black men just... You know, they just inundate me with they just want to want me to believe this so much. And then they follow that right behind a whole lot of interracial relationships with black women and white men or black women and Asian men or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, ugh. like, do you actually think? I mean, I'm. I'm it's it, it, it if nothing else scares me. Being in a relationship right now scares me. The thought of attaching myself to someone who we don't truly share the same goals, you know, someone who's pretending, someone who's not in it to win it, but they're acting like they are, you know, someone who doesn't really understand the fundamental um, respect and compromise that people are supposed to have in relationships. Someone who is not always dragging their experience into our experience. You, you know, like that, all that stuff is scary to me because. I just I just know better. I know that relationships can be better than that and, and not so hard. But because of the type of trauma that people, the experience that people have not overcome and they're still operating on their lower desires of sex. And so they definitely want you for that, you know, but when you look at the behavior of the man in society and what he has been led and misled to do him and how to behave, it creates nothing but a turnoff for a woman to have so many men just quick to just sleep with you on the strength of just their desire to come. Just their desire to come. And I'm not saying they're not, there's no women like that, but let's just be honest. And so when you are, are happy and content with the just being with a woman just to come and you don't recognize collectively the damage that comes out of that mindset and how it affects the woman and how she acts 
how she moves, what she thinks of you. Like these children, these little boys with these man bodies, just furthering, just they're just causing more and more damage by their bitch type behavior with all this crying on social media. Because they've gone back and forth with some chick, some black woman. They not they're not gonna acknowledge the fact that they've gone back and forth with white women too. But they want to nitpick on us to try to validate us so they can have validation on why they can't hold a relationship now. They don't want to tell you that, oh yeah, I I I've I've dealt with all kinds of women. I've dealt with black women, I've dealt with Hispanic women, I've dealt with Asian women, all types of European women, and then none of the situations work. But they're gonna focus in on that black woman because they know if they tell the truth, people go are the people are gonna be questioning, well, what what you doing wrong? You didn't deal with all these different types of women. And one's supposed to be better than the next. And so it it just it just trips me out on how society has taught men and misled men into misbehaving and just looking at women as objects and not realizing the effect that it had that type of mindset, how someone views you just as a as a tool. No one wants to be seen as a tool. No one wants to just be used, you know. Just want to be used. You just want to use, you know. And so I'm like, but I'm wrong if I just want to be with a man for his money. The black woman weren't wrong then, but you know how many numerous men have only been with women for their bodies, and that's it. Black women, black woman after black woman starting first in their families because that that is the evidence that this is this is a common thread in this culture that the woman is seen as a tool when even the men in your family doesn't they don't even see you as off limits They don't even see you as off limits. And so, and then you have men who don't even take these type of things into consideration because that narcissistic spirit that comes from these various families where all this violation is taking place and people want to act like these things didn't happen and they did, you know, this society is good for that. Acting like something didn't happen and it did. Act like something is not taking place, and it is. This society is inundated with that. And then you just have all these men, and white men, all these men are doing this. And the only reason why the Asian man ain't doing it is because he's been, in, in particular, the Chinese man. He's been so deprived of a woman because of Again, them only seeing the woman as a tool. They only seen the woman as a tool so much that they took the female infant out the game because she was irrelevant. And so now their men are desperate for a woman. You know, this whole gender game that's been taking place, this is the first game where things just start to get out of hand. And so you have all these men who are in denial. If you were to sit and talk to these various men on here, on YouTube, that's always talking about black women this and black women that, sit and talk to them and ask them, have they ever violated a, a black woman before in their life and their family? You know they go deny it, right? 
or ask them, do they know of anyone, any girls that got got violated in their family by, by men in their family? They ain't gonna wanna talk about it. But you, you don't wanna talk about that, but then you wanna complain about the results of it. Because more than anything, it's the abuse that the black the black woman has experienced that makes her the way she is. It's nothing else. It's not that we've just been getting all this love all this time and we've turned our back on love. We ain't got no, no means or no need for love anymore. It is the abuse that we have experienced. I've been violated by several men in my family. Starting at a young age. And then you fast forward and then you wonder why the men in your family have that same spirit that women are just tools or they always have this display of women ain't shit. Within your own family, you know, and again, because it's so hush hush, you wonder how many of the women in your family have been violated by the men in your family. And then they so mad at black women. They so mad at black women though. <laughs> you know, I, it's, that's the narcissistic behavior that is destroying society. And so these very people running around here complaining about how the world is. When you ask them questions about the shit that happened in their family, they don't want to talk about it. You wonder why you can't trust your leaders? You wonder why you accept your leaders' bullshit? Because <laughs> your leaders are an extension of your family. If they violate, if they're violating the general public nine times out of ten, they are violators of their family. Motherfuckers well, don't pay, play fair sometimes. Like they know when to play fair and when not. Typically a violator is a violator is a violator. And really don't nobody want to talk about that. Don't nobody want to get down to the, the nuts and the bolts of what's really, really going on in a society that is always centered around sex. I'm wondering, is this sex here? Is this sexism or racism going on here? Is this, is, are they just hiding behind these things? Because that urge, that, that sexual urge, that a lot of men, you know what I'm saying? And then you got so many, women have been through so much that <laughs> you, got, you got grown ass men out here that are still virgins. Because a woman don't want to have nothing to do with you. Because of your violation. And you may not have did it personally, but you know somebody who did. You ain't speaking on it. You ain't trying to heal from it. You ain't trying to go and 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 um have some be some type of comfort to the people to the women who have been violated. And then on top of that, you know, a lot of the men have been violated by men. And I'm not saying men have not been violated by women because they have. But we're talking about the bulk of things. And how a society that's over masculine, talking about toxic mas masculinity, over ego and then they want to sit and drag the woman as much as they can publicly you know that narcissistic behavior that when the narcissist is the, is the motherfucker that's misbehaving and they want to paint a picture of you so if something come out you not believable they want to paint you as being the victimizer. 
I've experienced in my family. Still experiencing that. Well, you have you have relatives who didn't violate you, but the, the ones that did, they already whispering in their ear. You know what I'm saying? They daddies want to protect them. They mamas want to protect them. They sisters want to protect them. So they want to paint you as a bad guy. And so we got to be further abused because we got this thing called the internet. And you have these little boys. Bitch ass little boys. Running around here talking about high value men and High value men. I wonder how many of them high value men have violated some little girl, some woman. Just in their family. High value men, you pretending ass motherfuckers. It's just sickening to me that I remember when I was a certain age, a young adult, I had became so gas, I was so gaslighted up until that point. It was a subliminal, indirect gaslighting that took place where I was mistreated and felt to felt to feel as though I didn't I was I was um invading people's space made to feel not welcomed these are these subliminal things you know and we think it's something wrong with us right and so we don't want to make no waves because that's what we getting we getting there it's, we doing something wrong and we need to stop and so all my life am I within my family and then when I hit 21 there was something that occurred where I had to reach out to someone I was told to reach out to someone who was locked up in my family and that's what I did because I was coming from a place of compassion to not leave your people behind. You know, someone put it on my heart that, you know, you got people in jail. Make sure, you know, you checking in on them. So that's what I decided to do. And when I did it, <laughs> I can't I don't even want to go into detail about it because this is only book worthy. But I'll tell you this. Prior to that point. If you would have asked me if I ever been violated, I would have told you no and meant it. But this shit storm that took place behind me <laughs> taking some a suggestion from someone to reach out to someone in jail. It got deep. You know, and Things came out, not about me, but about an, another one of my loved ones. And I recall as a young girl being made to go see this particular relative when he was in prison. And all this time, this motherfucker was a violator. I mean, a low down, dirty children. I don't even think it mattered if it was a boy or a girl in the family. And because of that, I had a rec I started to recall all my violations. So this thing that's taking place in this society that's always trying to mind fuck you. 
you know, and it's something that I want definitely, you know, they, they, they push the agenda like they want to put all this LGBT stuff in front of these children. But what I want to do for the children is to give them heads up when you want a family of people who are always after you, always trying to belittle you, always trying to make you feel like you ain't nothing. Always trying to put you in some space to make it okay for them to violate. Be careful of that, baby. Be careful. See, I had a woman in my life, my step-grandmother. Me and her didn't get close until I was an early adult. And prior to that, we weren't that close. But I definitely want to let young people know if they don't need to know nothing else, they need to understand the behavior of the adults around them. You know, those adults that you got to change who you are when you get around them. And so now you wonder why children are the way they are today, but they don't give a fuck. When you came from that type of generational behavior, you wonder why children are the way they are now because of those parents growing up and they them saying things like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that way. I'm not going to do that to my children. And some of them do the do extreme shit. They, they go all the way to the other extreme and get the same motherfucking result. Some fucked up ass shit. But we have to protect children from adults in more than just sexual ways. Because a lot of times it's those other ways that have something to do with sexual things. And they can protect themselves not just physically, but mentally. And protect the rest of the society. From being pulled into some shit because you got to coexist with these motherfuckers. And so that feeling that I've always had when I came upon my family in group settings where it's like they always was expecting me to say something. Now I understand what it is. I get it now. And I'm grateful that it took me this long to figure it out. Because I probably would have been no good if it was the other way around. And so I'm asking people to begin to start to heal come out of this denial from this gaslighting from our families, from our friends, you know, these things in society. If you're dealing with someone who's always gaslighting you or always attempting to discredit you and not support you, leave them motherfuckers alone. They're the worst thing for society. You just having them around you is the worst thing for society. Because they're not given to society. They're taken from society. Stay away from motherfuckers who are not okay with shit just being, and they got to con- control everyone. You know, we, we all got certain handlers in our families, typically one like the oldest one that still got their faculties. That's typically the, the handler of the family where they try to diffuse everything and try to sweep everything under the rug and act like things didn't happen. And it's really because to protect their own emotional state, because if they had to think about everything that that has, has happened to them and what they've done to others, they would lose their fucking mind. So 
So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the fact that I have not succumbed to the bullshit that's always been out to shut me up. To take my, to, to put my light out. That comes from, you know, I look at my, my ex-husband, for example, for example, he's remarried to a much younger woman. She seems to be the perfect woman, the ideal woman for him. Now, she looks like me, which is interesting. And so people say, well, damn, shit. He done took her to Africa and they get along and they doing well, so on and so forth. But I tell you this, that's one of the best decisions I ever made was to divorce him. He's a good person. Don't get me wrong. But not for my personality. He tried to smother my personality and he still tries to. But he don't have a fighting chance at this point. And so I'm happy that he's moved on. But for people who are still stuck in those relationships, you know, where the sex is amazing. Y'all used to have all kind of fun together and should have kept it at that. You start bringing children in and then you start seeing a whole different side to a motherfucker. You know, and then you got to understand and look at people's relationships with their family. Huge. You know, and this experience that I've had, I've been having, it's always tried to, you know, when you keep getting the same experience over and over and over again, you know, and it's deeper than running into the same type of man because I haven't dealt with that many, many men. But what I do recognize, but I guess, I guess that kind of goes with the time as well. But when you're dealing with a man that's got a lot of women in their life, got a lot of daughters, a lot of sisters, in this day and age, you always want to look at things right. But nine times out of 10, in particular in our community, that's a red flag. Because men like that, they typically have issues with women because they have so many different personalities that they're dealing with. So many different personalities they're trying to appease because, you know, females like to control. They want to control. They want to control. Because of all the insecurities. And so start to look at your relationships. Look at those around you. You know, when it comes to your children, never let your children handle you. Handle you. Never. Never turn your power over to your children like that. You know, my experience, my daughter, this experience wanted my daughter to try to handle me. But baby, <laughs> me and my daughter had a relationship we supposed to have. We have a nice, distant relationship. <laughs> and I am okay with that. We come together. We enjoy each other's company for a time. And we keep it moving. You understand? And so there's certain... There's certain narratives that are playing out in this society, all designed to create handlers all around you. The whole concept of uh, women that don't want children. See, when you're dealing with women that don't have children and they're grown, grown, they can't relate to what you be on. You understand? Because they only relate to the the child-parent relationship. They don't relate to the parent-child and the child-parent relationship because they've only had that experience. And they don't have wisdom. They don't have that type of wisdom. And so I get this little experience that we having that seems to be like it's something that's authentic when 
It's not that many synchronicities in the world. But to see all the various tricks of time that have been attempted to be used against me, and it still doesn't work. I mean, because the ultimate goal is to get me to submit to this bullshit, but it still hasn't worked. Because I see, I see everyone for who they are. And that's what we have to begin to do in order to hold people accountable to get motherfuckers to act right, to make our experience here more pleasurable. You gotta, you gotta call people out on their bullshit in one way or another. Cause see, I don't care how much money somebody got. I don't care how so many so many people like them. They so liked and loved or how pretty they are. Oh, who they know. I don't give a fuck. I turn on the motherfucker on a dime. We can be rolling smooth and you start on that bullshit. Done. You got to put people in, into categories and perspectives. You know, you got certain friends, there's certain people you be around, you be around them for a specific reason. Don't try to blur the line and go beyond that. Because then you're going into a territory that's going to go up against you. Not everyone is meant to go into family territory where you just be around them all type in all types of situations and all that. Not everyone is worthy of that. This is not the day and time for that. One day we can start to make our way backwards and get there. That'll be great. But because everybody is so fake, everybody want to try to use something over someone else. Like the brother said to me a couple of weeks ago, it's like everybody want to catch somebody slipping. I mean, but a motherfucker can't catch you slipping when you when your vulnerabilities are not in, is not insecurity. They don't equal insecurity to you. I'm not what I what I'm flawed in or what I do wrong doesn't make me. It doesn't break me. It's just what it is. That's just you know the experience you go have. You go win some, you go lose some. Sometimes you go fall, and sometimes you go shine. You know, so we have to begin to just see things and behave accordingly. You know, just, you know, if a motherfucker ain't shit, don't be pretending, don't be pretending, don't be acting like they. Now, if you if you strong enough to be able to keep a motherfucker in that category and that's it, that's cool. But that's it. And that's it. And some motherfuckers is only cool for this. They only cool to be around when it comes to that. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. And in this day and age, shit, you might as well hang that family shit up. You're lucky if you got somebody you're dealing with in your family that you, you tight with. Because I've watched many family members you know, parents get old and the motherfuckers might have anywhere from seven to motherfucking 12 children. And you might you lucky if you get one or two that come see about you. I've seen it. And then sometimes you have people who, yeah, everybody want to see about you. But it's so many personalities that want to see about you and everybody fighting for to, to be the chief. It causes the motherfucking they parents to be more stressed out and sick. But that's rare. But it happened. It's just this disharmony that that's missing in this world. You know, it's this I mean, it's an internal thing. It's an it's an individual internal thing where people 
think they're supposed to be some part of the governing governing body that they are not ready to be. They just want to be that because they've been told that's where it's at. And people just do not want to play their role out properly when it comes to our individual connections. As long as a motherfucker paying you on the job, you'll do any fucking thing. You're a lap dog then. They stay they, they tell you they're gonna give you a Walmart gift card, you'll go and fuck with somebody. But we gotta get to the point where money we can't be easily bought and sold. Motherfucker can't buy you, buy you to just do any damn thing. I mean, this money shit, this money game has got us nowhere, especially as a people. And we keep running after money and we keep just getting worse and worse and worse in our behavior, in our experience. We are not having good experiences out here. I mean, back in the day, every day was a good experience. Now, motherfuckers want to sit at home, sit in a room all day. Motherfuckers don't even want to deal with each other because don't nobody want to be authentic. You know, you got parents who don't want to be authentic and their children want to be, and you got children who don't want to be authentic and their parents want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just all depends on who the handlers get to. <laughs> So, you know, it's my daughter, her people, her other side of her family, you know, how niggas be trying to act like they better than and all that type of shit. You know, it took her losing somebody that was close to her, the dearest person close to her to make her real, really see me for who I am, for her to recognize and come to me and say, well, I, you know, my, I thank you because you have always been a free spirit. And it's helped me be able to get through this time where, you know, I've had this loss and other people want me to be something that I don't want to be. So, you know, I've impacted her like I need to. You know, I've always been a free thinker, a free spirit. And that is that is. um disturbing to those who want to be in control all the time. They see that as an insult. I'm not going along with the plan. You know, how do they got these, all these uh, various books, 48 laws of power and all that. So if I go into a room, I don't know who the leader is, right? I'm leading my damn self. And if I happen to come across the leader, but I don't know they're the leader, but they got a nasty ass motherfucking attitude, how the fuck am I supposed to respond? Or say if I know who the leader is and they got a nasty ass attitude, I'm supposed to kiss their ass because some book tell me <laughs> that's the first law? To, to not outdo the master, but who says this motherfucker is the master? This motherfucker ain't my master. See, because I treat people accordingly. Period. In this world, they just want to intimidate people to to treat people, certain people a certain way that don't even deserve it. Don't even deserve to be treated right. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, these motherfuckers down here at these court systems. You know, they want you to they want you to bow down to them. I don't know if you ever notice when you in court, these motherfuckers really be expecting you to say thank you. Knowing these niggas ain't doing nothing but setting you up. So I've come to the conclusion that that has something to do with some type of karmic debt that they're trying to remove by by encouraging you to say thank you. These motherfuckers ain't nothing but witches and warlocks. Wizards. And these motherfuckers think that you're supposed to be looking up up to them. You know what I'm saying? We we in a in an election year that involves judges, and they say, "Oh, you got a website you can go to, and you can look into all your local judges." And they're them motherfuckers is all the same. 
they all the same. In my when I was when I was in that little situation, I, the the initial judge I went in front of, this nigga was supposed to be retired. They was pulling him out of retirement. You know what I'm saying? And so he put me on. He passed me on to this female judge. When I looked into him and her, they was at a they when when she first came on the scene, they was battling. He was wanting her to step down, all this type of shit. But I'm saying to myself, what would make him pass me to her? Right? And so in ignorance, I could say, well, she might be a, de a decent person because this motherfucker is an asshole. He's a well-known asshole. He's a retired asshole. And she's saying that basically they're bullying her. Right? But then I get in front of this bitch and she a replica of him. Ain't none of them no different. When you get into the arena of being a judge and you, and especially as a Christian and you're told that no one can judge you but the creator, you, you're talking about someone who's put them, themselves in the place of God. Ain't no room for justice in their co their courtrooms, in their spirits. These be the main motherfuckers that be coming from all type of treacherous situations and hazing, starting in their family and living through that shit, proving themselves to be the most heinous out of all of them. These are motherfuckers that keep society vibrating on a low level. Every time they send somebody, mama, daddy to prison and they know it's all on some commerce, breaking up homes and shit. This is a sick ass society we living in. Sick. In every way, from the language that we use, how it's being used against the people, without their knowledge, the games is being played in every, every wherever there's a corporation, there's a game being played. And a lot of people don't know. And then because it's not common knowledge, even those who know pretend like they don't know. Or they forget because they so used to being around a bunch of motherfucking. <sighs> the motherfuckers become their handlers, too, is what I'm saying. So I just want to talk about that. And I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna take a miracle. It's gonna take a miracle. <laughs> Remember that song? <laughs> what was that? Um uh oh, sister. She 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 made um black butterfly, black butterfly. Yeah, uh what is her name? Denise Williams. Mm. Oh yeah, and I remember that one. The the group that sung that song I was talking about. Um, uh, they're called the um, Dramatics. I don't know how I forgot that, but I'm saying this white man's world make you not even want to motherfucking listen to music no motherfucking more. I listened to some music yesterday, and I and I and I and I I will I'm I'm a, I'm a recant something I said when I say how I don't regret shit. But I swear sometimes I be feeling so I be feeling regret when I even listen to their motherfucking music, especially certain music. You know, and it's like the just the betrayal to my ears, my vibrations and what's really going on here. And these motherfuckers that just want to use you to hold on for dear life. They want to use you to keep their importance going. They don't give a fuck about nothing else. You know, all of a sudden I'm getting shit in my feed. Is hip hop dead or is R and B dead and all that motherfuckers? Why y'all wanna know if why why you need me to tell you 
What the fuck is already going on? What's going on is 2020 show made y'all show y'all motherfucking ass. It put y'all, it dropped y'all down a couple of pegs to where really the average person in society don't even look at you motherfuckers the same since you want to know. But you know that already though. And don't look to me to validate you motherfuckers. Because see, a lot of you motherfuckers you're supposed to have secret indictments. You tricked me into believing that these various idols <laughs> that I know I, I can't say I always knew not to idolize. Hell, I grew up with music. I grew up in entertainment. I didn't have no fundamental. I didn't have nobody in my ear. That's something that you figure out along the way. Idols. I mean, I can't say I never I, I ever really idolized someone to, to a degree that would really be considered to be idolizing. But I have listened to you motherfuckers' musics. I have watched you motherfuckers in action through your movies. And the betrayal that has been handed to us on a shitty ass platter from Hollywood, from these various ass musical studios that have purposely created a hurts designed to disturb me and my genetic makeup and you doing all this shit secretly yeah hip hop is dead motherfucker R&B is dead it's always been dead it's all it's ever been about is death cause see once you come on a lie that's what it is you already was lying down dead. And I don't care who the fuck you keep putting in my feeds. Fuck a Kanye West. Fuck that white bitch that he married, that slut of a hoe that he married to try to make a motherfucking housewife. Stupid ass nigga. Fuck all these motherfuckers that you didn't put in front of me. Until you motherfuckers get exposed and be held accountable for what the fuck you have done, I, I do it naturally. <laughs> I get I just comes naturally. And you don't want to push that button. You don't want to push that button because it'll be something released that you ain't ready for. It's just what I do naturally. You motherfuckers ain't shit. From the tippy tippy top. All the way down. Until I see. For fuck was showing up in my feed. Try to whisper sweet nothings in my motherfucking ear. Until I see you motherfuckers crumbling. And getting dealt with just like. Y'all have put us in a position of getting faced with fines and all types of punishments for sh for nothing. And you motherfuckers can <laughs> do all kind of outlandish shit and get away with it. Until I see you motherfuckers in groves. I really ain't got no kind words for you motherfuckers. Because you have devastated billions of people. This is what you've done with your power. You have used the power that you have been given. The favor that you have stolen, really. To do nothing but destroy. That's all you got in you. It's devastation. Nah. Yeah. R&B is dead, bitch. I'm going to end on that note.